0: Hello and welcome to the Hawk Talk Podcast. This is Episode 3. I'm John Hawkins. I'll be your host. I'm very excited to be joined today by somebody who I've been a fan of for many, many, many years um, and had the awesome opportunity to not only have him as a friend, but as a client, uh, as a mentor, which is probably the most important piece in this entire thing. Uh, I've learned more from this guy than maybe anybody else on the entire internet. I want to introduce you all to Chris Brogan. How are you doing, sir? John, I'm the best I've ever been. That is awesome. We're actually recording this um, a little bit early, which is fine. Uh, By the time we post this, uh, it's actually going to air on January 21st, which just so happens to be my daughter's birthday. So I have to send a big shout out to Blake. Happy birthday, Blake. Um, Happy birthday, Blake. And one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about, uh, Chris, is something that um, is uh, we've we've talked about this uh, in in passing before with like having our kids doing different projects and stuff. And my daughter actually has a podcast. I'm uh, not a podcast. Ah, a blog by the name of Tune Whisperer. She writes about uh, voice actors, uh, both uh, living and deceased, and kind of gives a little background on them. It's pretty cool. You should check it out sometime. Very neat. Yeah. So. There's so much, this is one of those topics, uh, this is one of those podcasts where I have a feeling that I could probably talk to you all day just because I really want to just pick your brain and get answers to everything under the sun, but I won't uh, I won't do that to you. But uh, sure. I, I, I am going to, yeah, I know, right? Um, I am going to kick it off with uh, something that we worked on a couple of years back. We actually worked on probably uh, 15 different projects over the course of a single year, um, which I think you would agree was about 13 too many. well you know all the
1: projects we worked on were great i just you know kept shooting in all directions and you know maybe my my plan for where they all went maybe wasn't as
0: great i've been in the same boat like every single year it's like oh i'm gonna do all of these great things and none of none of the projects were bad projects every single one of them was a really cool idea and the only problem is as it turns out you're you're only one guy, and you. Is, That's right. Yes, I know, and I think you only have 24 hours in the day, just like me. And you know that many projects can end up being a, a bit overwhelming. But the absolutely the one project that struck out the most for me was a, a project that we worked on together called Homebase Maker. And just to kind of give people a bit of a background, the whole idea of it was we wanted to build a system where small businesses could eliminate the hardship of having to go and build their own website and business tools and this, that, the other. They could literally just come to uh, Homebase Maker, sign up for an account, pay a monthly fee, and not only were they going to get a website, but they were also going to get um, a bit of... Chris Brogan's brain with your you know all the tools that you vetted and all of the the hey these are steps to kind of make a business grow and what was your I mean obviously the the thought was to grow a big community around it but Homebase Maker like what was that for you and what do you think well,
1: you know, it's funny, so many people would come up to me and say, you know, I really love everything you have to say, I I just don't have the time, or I don't know the right people to go work with, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, wow, I've had such a great experience working with John and his team, and uh, the guys you had with you at the time, I just thought, man, if we could just sort of box this in some way, if we could just say, with, you know, five or six minor choices, and five or six minor updates, pow, there's a website, have a nice day, um, it would really work well. And... We got a little bit of interest early on. You know, there's a lot of reasons why it probably didn't work. One is I probably didn't give it enough gas and attention as it needed. Uh, I didn't uh, perceive, I I thought, you know, everything I do, I think is self-evident. Everything I do when someone goes to look at it, they're going to go, oh, clearly this is what I need. But, you know, if I were uh, to, I don't know, if I were picking it apart, I would say that I didn't do enough to explain what problem people were having that I was solving. And so they just looked at it going, Oh, a new thing I don't need to buy. And, yeah, and of course that's what they're going to think. You know, sure. if I say to you, um, you know, here's your winter jacket and you're thinking it's June, but I forgot to say we're going to Antarctica, then, you know, it's kind of my fault. So, yeah. you know, that's the, that's where that went down. And, you know it's it's unfortunate but i would say that we learned a
0: lot in the process too absolutely and that's kind of one of the things that like every single project that we did i can't right wrong or indifferent uh in starting the project or having the project not pan out um is kind of all, almost like a, a means to an end you know i think that uh i would say that we're probably both in better spots because of all of the things that we learned during that insane year and i think you think so I think so. I, I
1: I think that you know all the way around. Uh, I mean, I learned the most from failure. All the things that I you know do better in life came from a failure, not from accidentally just getting it right the first time. Anytime I do something right the first time, I think it's easier than it is, and I usually mess it up the next few times I try to do it. So
0: that is a great point. That <laughs> that nails it on the head. Yeah, going back to uh, my my daughter's blog, I, I was going to tell you this uh, story about uh, my son, where. We had talked about the idea of him starting a, um, a a blog as well. His was going to be called Video Game Dude, and I said I'll buy you a video game every week. All you got to do is play it. At the end of the week, you write a little review about it, take a couple of screenshots, post it. Da da da. I said, hey, you know, you could if you do this and stick with it, you could really earn some money down the line. And so he he did three or four episodes and um, three or four posts and. Uh, comes to me and he says, "Well, Dad, how much did I make?" and I said, "Well, you made 4 cents." And <laughs> and that was the end of that. And um it really for me, it all tied back to home base maker and that entire process because the point that I was trying to make with him and it's the actually it's the exact same thing with this podcast. This podcast, I've said I have two goals to learn and to have fun. And this project, this podcast and his blog aren't necessarily the vehicle that's going to take you to the finish line, but they could be that training vehicle that gets you to know what you want to do next to, to really kind of run with the ball.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, a lot of the things that we do, uh, you and I, and uh, by extension, our kids a lot of times, hasn't been done before. And it's not really as clear and obvious as it has, you know, for other people. You know, people say to me all the time, should I go back to school? I always say no, unless you're doing something really that hasn't changed a lot. Be a lawyer? Absolutely. Be a surgeon? Absolutely. You know, the real baseline stuff that doesn't change a great deal. But if you're trying to be entrepreneurial, uh, get a law degree and then leave, you know, or get a journalist degree and then leave get something really simple low end and then the rest of your time i mean even when someone goes to learn coding what's the best way that anyone ever learned coding john it's it's writing code you know make a project you know get past hello world and i'll you know i want to make my own blog what goes into that and the minute you start you suddenly have a vast appreciation for how every piece of software has ever been created, for instance.
0: I, I always tell people that uh, to learn coding, the only thing that you can really do is have a real-world project where you can't just simply say, okay, this is good enough. No, no, it's not. It's not good enough. You have to make it work. Oh, no, we can leave that one. No, 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 no. This is If you're going to learn it, you have to have this real-world thing that you you can't just have an easy off-ramp. And I agree. I mean, uh, the idea of going to school and staying in school for a long time is, I mean, it almost seems crazy to me at this point. Um, I don't know if you know this, but I dropped out of school in ninth grade.
1: No, I did not know that. Or if I did, I forgot. So interesting. Ninth
0: ninth grade. And I started working at my family's fish market. And um, I was messing around on computers. And a friend of mine came to me and he says, hey, I've got this client who's doing this Website stuff? Are you interested in learning it? And sure. And that's kind of how, I guess that's how we met. Is uh, Sure. Because, sure. Why not? So let's jump into a couple of projects that you've been doing. Um, can you give me some info about what's going on with the Brave New World?
1: Sure. Uh, So every year at the beginning of the year, I start a process called Brave. And in that process, what we do is we uh, talk about how to put together what it takes to succeed uh, in whatever aspects of your life or your business you want to go after. And because there's some really core elements. And one of them is that people have issues with confidence. And so we work through how do you develop your own confidence? Uh, We talk about how to deal with acceptance uh, because people don't tend to accept where they are. I had an interesting conversation with Robbie Vorhaus who wrote a book called one less one more um and it's about you know making your life a lot better following your heart that sort of a thing and in it i said to him you know i think there's kind of i asked him the question it seems like there's really two ways that we're never present. We're either regretting stuff from the past or having issues with stuff that happened in our past, or we're the kind of person who's focused on worrying on the future. Most people are not both. One part, You're either like really fixed on what went wrong in some pa- part time of your life, or you're really focused on what's going, going to go wrong in the future and you need to mm-hmm. fix it. Um, and so with Brave New Year, uh, one of the things we do is accept where you are. And that really tries to help fix a lot of the problems people have with the past because a lot of times people say to me well i was abused or well i was you know i had this great company and then my partner stole it all from me Mm -hmm. and all these things are true and all these things suck and all these things are wrong and bad but you cannot do anything about any of them so now you have to start from okay so i'm here this is what i have for you know capacity and capability now what Um, and so we work on that we work on permission giving yourself permission because a lot of times people wait for whoever they is or them mm-hmm. to come along and give you permission to sure. do things. Uh and then we work on execution. And you know, because there's a lot of people who have lots of plans who for whatever reason don't just start. And as we said in the earlier part of your show, when you said that, you know, we worked on a lot of projects most of them didn't really go anywhere. Uh that's because I believe strongly in execution because if I fail 15 times and hit twice, that's two times more than you if you're just sitting there planning.
0: Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Uh, I we actually I just had a conversation. I think it was at um, uh, it was at our last WordPress meetup. Somebody um, oh we were talking about NDAs. It came up about NDAs, and I, I said that I didn't. Um, I don't sign them. I have a blog post, vegasgeek.com dot com slash NDA. Go read it. No, I will not sign your blog post or your NDA. <laughs> um, but the the conversation came up was oh well, but I don't want to tell you my idea before you've signed this piece of paper and I said let me explain it to you this way I will gladly give you every single one of my ideas that I've ever had in my entire life because here's the thing my ideas in your hand are completely worthless because you don't have the passion around that idea to actually execute on it so knock yourself out here you go here's every single one of my ideas just just take it and run with it so it's you can't you can't fabricate that piece of it. And sitting on the couch is also going to get you none of that as well.
1: Absolutely. So what is your,
0: what is your, um, vehicle for brave new world? Are you doing it through a, uh, through a set of newsletters or are you doing it through one-on-one interviews or how, how is it, uh, how's it delivered?
1: Yeah, it's, um, the way I do it is we have, um, I use a, Email service provider called Infusionsoft, which, like a lot of the larger uh, ones, has what's called an autoresponder. Which means that when someone buys the course, they get an email that welcomes them to the course. It also teaches them how to get into the little private group. We use just a Facebook group in this case, mm-hmm. uh, and then um, then we start with the very first week's lesson a couple days after that. First week's lesson has a big one-hour video, which is on YouTube. It's just uh, it's just uh, what do they call it? Um, unlisted. So it's, you can't okay. find it unless you know the URL, but it's nothing fancy. And it's me talking for about an hour, exactly in this chair, slightly different hair and about 50 pounds heavier, but, you know, same me. Um, and... After that one hour full of information, then all the rest of the lessons are text-based and whatnot, and we just go week from week working through helping people build out what they think their goals and their mission are, how to start accomplishing them, and what the actions of that are. So it's just delivered drip method, you know, one a week uh, via email. People ask me all the time, well, why don't you use this courseware? and Why don't you use that courseware? And the answer is because people don't remember to go check out such and such a browser site right. very often. And especially for things like courses, if it lands in your inbox, you have to deal with it. Now, you could delete it or you can stick it in a folder because you're going to do it later, but that's not my fault. Like, I at least put it right in front of your face in the place where you most respond at least once. And so uh, that's why I do it. What I have been told in in more recent uh, months is that... It's just hard for some people to work on these courses. They buy them, and then they just don't have the time. And so I'm working on ways to kind of help make people even more uh, of a bite-sized kind of a feeling, a, a topist okay. kind of a feeling. But it, it's only because you know, I, when people say they don't have the time, what they really mean is I haven't figured out a way to make this a priority and I'm, I'm falling behind and I know I probably should do something with it. So I'm just looking at ways that I can help them through that process.
0: Yeah. I talked very much, uh, uh, in the past, uh, couple of months about making my health a priority. And it was always that same thing. Oh, I can't lose weight. Well, no, it wasn't that I couldn't lose weight. It was that I didn't slice out an hour of my day to go walk or to go to the gym. And, Uh, so that's, that's been a big difference for me, but you actually touched on, uh, where I want the most information from you. So newsletter marketing, uh, I told you this before the show and I'll say it now. Yours is the only business related newsletter that I still subscribe to and check out. I don't know what it is about the others that I've tried. And believe me, I've, I've read dozens upon dozens and none of them really connect. And I think the reason that yours connects with me is, much like this podcast is supposed to be, it's more conversational. You're not talking at me. I feel like you're sitting in the room and we're having a chat. And you do that so well. And it's it's so refreshing. If people aren't already signed up to your chrisbrogan.com newsletter, uh, first off, just push pause for just a second. Go sign up and then come back and then... Tell me how how's the newsletter? How's it grown? And how's it how's it helped you? How's it working for you business wise?
1: The newsletter. If I didn't have that, through all of these shifts and changes in different ways that I have approached my business over the years, uh, I, I would have everything would have collapsed in bigger, badder ways. Um, the real truth is that um, I my only regret in business is that I didn't do my newsletter maybe two or three years earlier than I did um, because it? it has become. That's a great question. I don't remember. I would say somewhere maybe around 2010 is maybe when I started doing it in earnest. But, you know, I really start, I started really getting some small amount of audience back in 2005. It would have been great to have five more years ahead start. Oh, yeah. uh, but people come and, you know, leave all the time. So that's sure. not necessarily a thing either. But uh, it accounts for 70% of my revenue. And that's because of things like the courses and all that. And, um, again, to your point, and thank you for the very kind compliment that I almost forgot to say thank you for, um, it's because you can hit reply and it's because you can talk to me directly. And I have quite a, you know, hearty conversations with people via that newsletter. So it's exciting for me, but it's also, um, there's a lot of strategy in making it, uh, very warm and very comforting so that people can, you know, see another way to do business because Mm -hmm. all the other newsletters out there, it seems, and I'm not really trying to cast dispersions. It's just the example is, uh, you know, thrash, you thrash, you thrash, you buy, 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 or, or not buy, 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 but just kind of bore you the whole time. Um, because there's no real payload. And so what I decided was be as brief as I can be as direct as I can and, and sell, but sell after I've delivered some kind of value.
0: Right. And the, Again, talking about other newsletters that um, that I maybe don't don't read anymore. A lot of the times, and the ones that uh, I would uh, unsubscribe from the fastest were the ones where uh, there was kind of no gray area. It was all oh, to be successful, you have to do X, Y, Z. Well, I don't work under X, Y, Z circumstances. I work under this other thing, and that's. Uh, again, that's the feel like yours is a little more, a little more personal. And I feel, I feel like it's, a, a, for a much broader group. So I don't really care what, uh, business venue you're in, what, what, what vertical you're in. Um, there, there's a lot to be learned from your pod, uh, from your newsletter. And I, I find it just an absolutely huge value. Um, every single time I get it.
1: That's very kind. Thank you.
0: So three words. What are your three words this year?
1: My three words this year are, uh, man, it's really funny because when I was having this conversation the other day, I was like, I blank on the third one every single time. And so my three words for 2015, now that I'm going as fast as I can, plan, leverage, and fabric. I can't remember fabric for some reason, but it's because I use the fabric word to mean more like a a network of fabric or like the way things connect to each other. Mm -hmm. So when I I go to say it, I say connective tissue, but that's not it. What is it? (laughs) Because I use the word fabric. Fabric to cover connective tissue. So, plan like always. Have a plan and work that plan. Leverage. Look for leverage points. Don't just work on everything. Work on the things that are going to really make a difference. Mm-hmm. And then fabric. You know everything connects. Uh, you know the structure of things. Uh, you know in your especially because you're a CrossFitter and all that. You understand that you know squats, deads, uh, benching, all the kind of baseline uh, hardcore work does more than just that. When you bench press the right way, your whole body is in that picture. Mm-hmm. So that's a fitness example in business, it's how do we connect everybody together? How do I make sure that, you know, the Hawk Talk podcast gets, you know, known by the people who should be following this, et cetera. So that's what that one means. And, and I, I picked three uh, words way back in 2006 when I started this because I wanted people to use these as sort of an onboard compass for how they go about their day-to-day living as opposed to what we usually do with resolutions, which is, I think I'll lose 50 pounds. Right. And then, you know, come January 16th, you're like, oh, I forgot and you're done
0: resolutions um, are something that I, they just don't work. I don't think they work for anybody. And I think uh, going back to the health and fitness thing, I try to tell people all the time, I'm not on a diet. I i lost a bunch of weight this past year, but I'm not on a diet. I, I may have changed the way that I eat, but I did it in a way that uh, I don't feel like, you know, I'm not going, when I go to eat, I don't have to pull out a sheet that tells me what I can and can't do. I just kind of shifted my my mental state. And the I've been a big fan of the three word movement uh, that you've done because I've, I've seen your blog post now for probably the last three or four years uh, that we've been kind of working together. I, I check them out all of the time and. I always try to come up with what my... I always forget. Here's the thing. I should really start thinking about that in December so that I have something bright to say on January 1 when everybody starts posting them. And I always forget. So January 2nd is when I kind of come up with mine. Um, But mine this year are actually all kind of tied together. And mine are work-life balance. Uh, Hmm. 2014 and probably 2013 was probably just work, work, work. Um, And it wasn't... It wasn't doing anybody any good Um, you know my my wife and I weren't seeing a lot of each other I wasn't seeing a lot of my kids I was certainly not healthy I was working all the time I didn't feel like I was making any more money and I wasn't I wasn't enjoying what I was doing and so all of that I thought was uh, was terrible so for me 2015 work-life balance healthier happier John what better thing to work on than myself right
1: I agree entirely, and um, in one of the things that I work on, this other course I have called Owner's Heart, I talk about this concept of the four circles, and circle one is yourself and your higher power, whatever that may be. And I I leave it vague enough that if you're an atheist, then you in science or you in nature is fine by me. But you start with circle one. You you put your own mask on first. Circle two is um, the people you most love. So I don't include all your loved ones. I just include your most loved ones. Uh, Circle three are kind of like your mentors and those people that you mentor. Uh, And then circle four is your clients and all that. And so I put clients in the fourth ring of all this work because i think that you're right i think a lot of people don't really do enough to take care of themselves and their home life Mm -hmm. and then they wonder why everything collapses just as they finally get a paycheck that looks right Right. and you know if you don't have it if you if you just got to you know use that paycheck to pay alimony then you didn't maybe do it just uh...
0: (laughs) yeah exactly um I'm going to circle back a little bit to newsletter marketing and branch off of that just a little bit because you, you used to, I think you've cut way back now, but you used to blog every single day. And that's something that, uh, I've always aspired to do, but, um, I haven't sliced out the time. I'm not going to say that I don't have the time. I will say instead, I haven't sliced out the time and made it a priority to actually make it, uh, a thing, but guys like you, Chris Lemma, um, you both have done a crap ton of blogging, and uh, Chris Lemma was very um, public in showing his his uh, traffic stats over, you know, when he very first started, and then what happened over the course of a year, and just you could just see his traffic just absolutely explode. And the cool part about that was he attributed a lot of that right back to you, and the blog topics... Newsletter that you put together. Um, again, th- that's probably the I, I I got to work on you. I got to work on that with you, which was very cool. Um, but I was also a subscriber because I thought that was great. And uh, just so you know, I've I've taken all of that. I've uh, condensed it into one big PDF, and I still have it sitting on my drive. And I thumb through it every now and again, and and just kind of get those ideas. Um, how did that kind of come about for you? The the idea of kind of spitting that out, because that was a lot so of work. First... Oh yeah, <laughs> jeez. So, and, and...
1: One of my other newer projects is uh, like that in scope and worse, but uh, I'll talk about that in a sec. So first off, I want to say, yes, Chris Lemma is really one of the, I mean, I've had maybe a thousand plus official course students over across my courses, more than a thousand. And I've also, of course, had many, many, many uh, like informal people who have felt in some way inspired by something I've written. And I'm always, you know, flattered uh, when they say something nice to me about it. Uh, And then a lot of people are really quite willing or maybe forgetful or something and don't think to say, you know, I kind of picked this off from Chris Brogan. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, I'll hear my stuff out of their mouth on some stage and I'll (laughs) go, Oh Good for you, I say. In my best attempt at being Buddhist, but um, Chris, uh, different than any other soul, has really—he's actually almost gone too far, and he's just gone out of his way to think, you know, say that Chris Brogan really got me off the ground and all that. And he—he's such a guy in his own right now that he could stop and it'd be okay. Um, so that's all said. So blogging, okay. So there's a there's a genesis to all this. Julian Smith was looking at my website one day uh, from afar, and he said, you know one of your number one posts at all ever on your website is blog, uh, 100 blog topics i hope you write and it is to this day it is still mm-hmm. one of the most popular uh, posts i ever wrote and he said you should make some kind of a i don't know a course or something and sell it called blog topics and i was like okay and mm-hmm. so i did and i used a product that doesn't even exist anymore that i think that was some kind of a list th- newsletter thing where people could pay for this newsletter It was the first time I ever tried charging for a newsletter. I felt terrified. I thought everyone was going to cry foul mm-hmm. and you know, some people did and somebody wrote this blog post, here's a bunch of blog topics for free. <laughs> and, uh, my only, con- my only comment back was, and they look it. um, and then I started selling this thing called blog topics. And so then we ported it over to something that you created with me. And that was really cool. And then, uh, using WordPress to design it, which was fascinating to me. Um, And it was basically the same idea. It was basically every week you'd get 10 blogging prompts, but then a whole lot more because I just never deliver, you know, something small. I give you writing ideas every week. So then I decided, you know, that's kind of cool, but I could really teach blogging a little bit better. So I made another course called Blogging the Masterclass, uh, which used to be called Blog Topics the Masterclass. And that's when I really started selling, you know, real courses, you know, Mm -hmm. versus just here's something that shows up in your inbox. And excuse me, that is still one of our number one courses out there. And it, it's been a lot of fun and it, it's covers a little bit of video and a little bit about podcasts and all that, but mm-hmm. it also covers, you know, just how you can use content to, to bring people to a better relationship with you. And I, that's what I like the most.
0: Yeah. Uh, we're both, uh, you know, very kind of personal people. We, we, we like to uh, heart on our sleeves, just kind of, you know, this is what I'm going through in my life, and um, I always get that through your writing, and, you know, the the blog topic stuff, I really need to figure out a way to kind of, and and maybe we can work on something together, but I need to figure out a way to be able to kind of deliver that concept and that idea to my WordPress meetup group. Um, They... These are people. Uh, we actually just had uh, WordCamp Vegas here in town, and I, um, I was lucky enough to be asked to keynote. And while I was up there, we, one of the main topics of the, the event was um, bridging the gap between business owners and developers. And so I was up on stage and looking out at a very large crowd, a couple hundred people, and uh, I said, I, I just want to ask you guys a question. How many people in this room are business owners? And Chris, there's probably 70% of the hands went up in the room. And, you know, this is an industry like more of a, you know, I mean, it's it's a very techie thing. Word, WordPress, like the WordCamps, even though it is for even beginning users, it still has a, an edge of, it still has its roots in a technical conference. And yet 70% ish of the people that are in that room are business owners. They're not there to learn how to write plugins. They're not there to learn how to design their site. They are there to learn how to market their site. How do they drive traffic to their site? And I think that your things like your blogging topics and the the newsletters that you do, all of these things that are out there are just such huge vehicles. And I, I feel like these are these are the, the missing pieces in, in the, uh, in the process. So I would love to figure out a way to how we kind of package that all up and how I can help kind of, I don't want to say that you need me to promote you, but how can I promote the stuff that you do better? Because, uh, I think there's so many people that may not may still not know about it. And I, I want to get it all into their hands. So anything you have in mind, you tell me,
1: <laughs> well, I'll do that. You know, it's, uh, Part of the fabric of my three words fabric is that, you know, there's a lot of people who have already done something pretty cool out there that, you know, none of us have to recreate. And so, for instance, um, while you were talking, uh, my our lawyer for my company, her name is Rachel Rogers. She does this thing called Small Business Bodyguard. And Small Business Bodyguard is a great little uh, e course kind of a thing you know electronic learning kind of a thing about from a lawyer about what you need to know when you're putting together your small business Mm -hmm. and it is rock solid and i think you know, I don't know half of the things in there. That's why we hired her as a lawyer. Sure, and and so she's really helped us. You know, change our business, be a lot more solid in some things. Know some areas that we were really vulnerable and we didn't know it. Mm-hmm. And this course, this small business bodyguard, which is, I think you just go to that dot com and you can find it. I think more people should see. So, I mean, I'm all for helping out those owners in that uh, word camp. I mean, I changed my company name to Owner Media Group on purpose because I wanted to make sure people understood that that's who I support. Oh, to your point about that audience being so full of owners and the like, one of the uh, things that I've noticed is that there are so many people asking me a lot of the same questions, which is how do I stand out? Uh, yeah. How do I how do I develop better leads? All the things that you hear every word camp, I'm sure. How do I make more money than I'm making now? Or how do I? People are fighting me down to the bottom of the dollar as opposed to seeing the value in what I do, mm-hmm. and. Uh, all of those things have answers, and a lot of times the answers are a lot less science and a lot more art and craft. And so that's what I've been working on. I mean, I have, uh, you know, by the time this is aired, I think it will have already come and gone. We'll have them um, available on demand. Uh, but so, there we have one called The Art of Identity, a webinar, sorry, called mm-hmm. The Art of Identity, and one called Warm Leads Earned with Love. And and the reason, John, is just because that's what people are asking m- m- me for mm-hmm. way more than they're asking me should I or shouldn't I blog they're saying yeah. I started a blog nothing happened now what and so that's kind of what I'm helping people do is how do they develop their business now that they have the tools
0: that's awesome uh like I said Chris everything that you do I'm I'm such a big fan of uh, you you do it in a way that if I was doing the same thing I feel like I would be doing it in the same way it's it's how do I help the guy next to me uh and you know if uh, for people who follow you on Twitter I mean they know this you you tweet so much about what other people are doing and and good people that are out there doing other things and it's it's not a me 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 thing and um you know it's inspiring it's it makes me want to be better at doing those types of things and you know sometimes i'll be honest with you i just i just forget i see cool things and i go oh wow that was really cool and i should take the 15 seconds that it takes to pop open twitter and throw that out there and i don't do that enough and uh, i'm going to i will definitely make a change on that uh for you um as we're getting ready to wrap up is there anything uh anything on your mind uh css your folks are out here for css your dad is absolutely killing it on instagram right now if you're not following brogan's dad um he's he's awesome
1: thank you no first off i'll correct you you computer web developer nerd ces you kept saying css mr cascading style Did I Sheets. css oh,
0: Jesus. twice
1: <laughs> but it's funny because it's you it's only funny because it's you because that's your life
0: that's awesome
1: um, but yes, my dad is at the consumer electronics show. Yes. His uh, his his Instagram is Steve Brogan09. And honestly, today I almost called him and said, "Get out of that room with the 3D printers!" Like <laughs> I've seen enough of those. I would I would like to remote control my dad and have him <laughs> go to another. Uh, But it was great. And uh, thank you. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, Both my parents, my parents have a blog called mompopow.com. And they they, they do reviews and things like that for the baby boomer set. And my daughter is on Instagram and my boy is on Tumblr. And uh, you know, one's twelve and one's just about to turn nine, mm-hmm. so uh, not unlike yourself. It's just kind of fun to have interesting kids that, that are uh, doing smart and doing interesting cool things. stuff.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, your folks uh, live here in Vegas. I've had the opportunity to have dinner with them a couple of times. They're they're just such good people, and uh, obviously, you know, didn't fall far from the tree. That's for sure. So, uh, thank you, Chris. Where can people find you online if they don't already know? Uh I was going to say
1: they could go to com. I happen to be episode 3. Uh but you could also go to chrisbrogan.com. That would work.
0: Awesome. And you can also find him on Twitter at chrisbrogan. And uh any any show worth its salt has him keynoting too, so uh, you can go there as well. Uh, again, wanted to send a quick shout out to my daughter. Happy birthday. Please go check out her website toonwhisperer.com. Uh, You can follow the Hawk Talk Podcast on Twitter at Hawk Talk Cast. Uh, We're also on Facebook and Instagram at Hawk Talk Podcast. And if things go really well, we'll be in iTunes shortly. Chris, again, thank you very much for being here. You're one of my favorite folks on the internet. You do such great stuff. Uh, I appreciate it, and I look forward to seeing you next time you're here in town.
1: Thanks, John.